Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Chat. You're here with Lauren Adelson and Christy Snyder. Tonight, we wanted to remind you that you are enough. How many times do you have that nasty voice inside of you pop up telling you that you are not enough? We can all relate to this on some level. Sometimes it's professionally, sometimes it is personally within our relationships where we think that we are not enough. And then we have to go around proving that we are enough by not being our authentic selves, by saying yes to things that we really want to say no to, by having to overachieve, by people pleasing, and by really just feeling like crap about ourselves. So tonight we wanted to talk about the topic, where it comes from, what we can do about it, and just kind of tell some of our own personal stories that we hope that you can relate to. So thanks for being here with us and we hope you enjoy. Yeah. So as Lauren mentioned, this is a topic that's been coming up for both of us and, um, really everybody goes through this. Everybody goes through phases or really large chunks of their lives. If we're willing to look at it where, um, where we just don't feel enough, there's kind of that innate, underlying feeling of not feeling enough in multiple areas, such as, you know, Lauren mentioned career relationships, family, just friendships and your peers, comparing yourself to other people. We all have that fear or feeling on some level in some area, or for many of us, multiple areas of our lives that we are not enough. And that can show up in many ways in our lives. It can show up as not feeling good enough to go for what you really want. So maybe, you know, you don't ask for what you want or need. Maybe you don't actually put yourself in the situation where you would go for opportunities that you would really like because you don't feel that you're enough. It can show up as sabotaging yourself in relationships it can show up as sabotaging yourself in career. It can show up as people pleasing and working too much in your career. It can show up as not being present. So, um, when you think about, okay, well, I'm not enough. Well, then, um, most likely you're thinking that, you know, you're, house isn't enough and your job isn't enough and yeah. your relationship isn't enough. Um, and then because of that, you're constantly future tripping, looking for the next thing and the next thing grasping and you're not present. Um, and then when you're not present, you're missing out on your life really. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting because Lauren and I were just having this conversation about like, and I think many of people can relate to this, just having that fear of never really feeling like you're living your life to the fullest. And I think that actually not being present in our lives is probably the number one thing that prevents us from feeling like we're living our lives to the fullest. Because if we're truly present in our lives at all times, then we can experience fully 
the ups and downs, the richness, the fullness of our lives. So that feeling, that underlying constant feeling of not feeling good enough really takes you out of that present moment and out of your full capacity to enjoy your life. Right. So it comes down to an acceptance, right? Like a santosha is the, is the word in uh, Sanskrit in yoga. Um, it's an acceptance of what is accepting yourself for who you are today, your body for what, how it looks today, your life as it stands today, your accomplishments, your yoga practice as it is today. It's this surrender almost, you know, not like an acceptance like, oh, like, woe is me. I'm going to be a doormat. I'm going to just like be okay with mediocrity in my life. It's more of, um, this like divine acceptance. There's a difference, right? Like not that you're not going to, you know, shoot for the stars and, and live your dreams. Like, oh, like I just was born into this crap and I'm going to stay in this crappy low level vibration. It's more of a, like an acceptance that, like you said before, of whatever's happening for me is happening for me, not like to me as a punishment. It's a, this is a gift. This is a gift. This is a gift constantly. Like this is all like, as if you planned it, like you said, this is all happening for me. Like Eckhart Tolle (laughs) said that, then you, you repeated it. it. (laughs) Um, didn't you say that he had swagger? Oh, he had swagger. (laughs) That monotone voice gets us every time. <laughs> and the sweater vest. God, I, I am a sucker for a sweater vest. <laughs> she said she's a sucker for a sweater vest. <laughs> and Argyle. He rocks some good Argyle. <laughs> so as we were saying, um, you know, that making the present moment like an enemy is what we end up doing because we're constantly looking for the next thing because we're saying that this moment is not good enough. So the apartment that I live in is not big enough, new enough, modern enough in the best of the best of the part of town. And well, I still don't have this. So then therefore I'm not complete. I am not, you know, I am not perfect. I am not good enough because I don't live in a mansion or like I own you know, a Subaru and I'm not enough because I don't own a Mercedes. Like, so then therefore, like you're putting yourself in this position of inferiority really until I get to this level. And then it's like a constant vicious cycle because you'll never get there if you don't erase that underlying belief that you are not good enough. So where does the idea that you are not good enough begin? What's, where's the source? Because we have to go to the source to really like clear it out. Otherwise it's just like a vicious cycle. Cause I've been there before in my life where I thought, well, I will be good enough when I'm engaged. Yeah. I will, I'll just out myself here. Like, you know, I'll be good enough when I, um, when I own a house, when I have my own business, mm-hmm. when fill in the blank, yeah. you know, and maybe, maybe a lot of you can relate to this, you know, especially as women, like I'm good enough when I'm married, I'm good enough when I have children, I'm good enough when he calls me or he says he loves me, or I'm good enough when I have that big wedding or, you know, when I reach this certain pinnacle in my career, it's this constant having to prove yourself or to get to this destination 
like we're choked by these destined, these like illusionary, like that's the word destinations, like a mirage. Yeah. So, and then you get to the destination and you're like, what the, like, (laughs) this is like not what I had thought this was going to be because it's like, you're constantly seeking like, okay, so now, now what's up? Like now I have the house. Now I'm married. Now what? You know, like you hear of people being depressed after their wedding because they're like living for that one destination, quote unquote, moment, landmark moment in their life. They get it. And then the day, the four hour catered party is over. Mm -hmm. Now what? Okay. Like, so now I proved in front of 200 people that I was good enough, quote unquote. Right. And then what? Now what? So Marianne Williamson talked about this in her live stream last week. And she just really put it in a way that kind of opened my eyes that, you know, anything that we are seeking on the outside is really just a projection for something that we are lacking internally. And so the idea that when I have the house, then I'll be enough. Or when I have the relationship, then I'll be enough. It's really, well, you were saying it earlier, Lauren, that it's like we're making idols of these things, people, situations. And really all that's going on is that the ego is projecting outward to cause us to look for an external need when really what is necessary is to look inward and tear down that belief that you are not enough. Because until you do that, until you actually are willing to restructure that belief and let go of that idea. Nothing that you ever seek or acquire or experience on the outside is ever going to feel like enough because you're still looking for that, which is external to replace or fix something that is internal and that will never be the case. It'll maybe band-aid it for the moment, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to stop. Like it's not going to stop the source. And we talked about this before, like pets and babies, like that they're super present and like, no one's going to look at a baby and say, you are not good enough. Where does that programming begin? Because this is like, you know, just an interesting topic. Like where does that brainwashing programming begin that you are not good enough? I believe it happens in school. I'm not going to like blame it and, you know, get into this like political conversation, but like it is something to kind of like look at, I think like the starting to like label and then like placing you in a different level than other kids. And like, these are like the straight A students here. And this is like the kids that like maybe need a little extra help. And like, they're not good enough. There's this kind of like, right. These kids make this sports team and these kids don't, those kids are ostracized. And like you start to kind of maybe have those things growing up. Right. Well, and the sad thing is that in, Lauren and I were just talking about this is that we actually, those, those beliefs become so ingrained in us from our childhood years that we still revert back to those feelings of feeling not good enough for X, Y, and Z from when we were in like the fourth grade. So those beliefs just become so ingrained in us. It's definitely possible to flip those beliefs around. But what we have to recognize is that we're working against years and years of ideas and stories that we've been telling ourselves since we were 
six years old. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, just giving ourselves a break is something that we have to really, really work on. We really have to do that consciously. It's not easy to give yourself a break because you have so many like kind of elements going, forces going against that. Okay. Well, I'm not good enough unless I accomplish this laundry list of things today. Um, this, you know, non-functioning sloth. If I don't like, you know, just if, I don't know, if I don't get all this stuff done and it's like, the truth is like, you're human. Can you just like give yourself a break? Just be kind to yourself. I always bring up in, um, my yoga classes, would you say these things to your daughter? If it's a group of women, I often kind of say like, imagine your daughter, you know, have, have the image of her in your mind. Can you imagine actually standing there saying the things that you say to yourself, that that nasty voice inside of you says to you, to your daughter? No way. No way. Whether she's like three months old or 13 years old or 30 years old, you'd never say these things to your daughter. You are not good enough or you lazy piece of crap because you didn't go to the gym today or you suck because you didn't go to the laundromat, go food shopping, (laughs) win a Nobel Peace Prize today, finish that novel you said you were going to write, all this stuff today. It's just um, cutting off that like negative voice. But like we said, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, we are kind of like a work in progress and know that this is not going to be like an overnight solution. You know, like I can sit here and tell you guys all like, yeah, you are good enough. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, Lauren, shut the hell up. Like I get it on some surface level. Yeah. Yeah. Like Lauren and Christy, like I'm good enough, but like now what? Cause this voice still is going to come up because it's been there over the years. Right. So we have to recognize that this is going to be a work in progress. Like we'll, we'll do it together. We can all just commit to ourselves and to each other to say, okay, I'm good enough at least to make this commitment to make this change. You know, I'm good enough that I know that I deserve to feel good and choosing to believe these nasty thoughts about ourselves is not what your life is intended for. You were definitely not brought onto this earth to be miserable and to think in terms that you are not good enough. So I think, uh, it's just going to start with some compassion for ourselves and, you know, treating ourselves the way that we would with, like I said, with your daughter or your, you know, or your son or your best friend and uh, keeping those inner voices in check. And I think it's, it is really important to recognize if you're able, like go back in time and, and where did that belief first start? Where did it come from? Where did you first have those ideas of not fitting in or not being good enough or not being like everyone else or um, maybe being rejected or feelings of abandonment or maybe not being perfect and feeling like you, you failed, you know, for many of us, for I'm willing to bet all of us, we can go back into our adolescence and most of us like early childhood and recognize maybe not the first moment, but a moment when it first, when we first experience that feeling and, and, you know, there's an exercise you can do where just pick any area of your life right now or where you're, con- where you're currently not feeling good enough and try to actually harness that feeling. What does that feel like in your body? What are the thoughts that you're saying to yourself and 
how, how does that make you feel? And then allow yourself to just go back into your childhood. And for many of us, an image or a moment in time will pop up. And again, it might not be the first time you ever felt that way, but it was, it's most likely a very significant moment in your life where you started to believe that that was true, that, you know, you weren't good enough for whatever reason. And, you know, not that we have to harp on those things, um, because that's not really helpful. Like telling ourselves that story over and over again, well, I'm not good enough because this is not my truth, but like my dad walked out on me when I was five, like, you know, that might be true for someone else that did not happen to me, but that's just giving an example. So I think it's important to recognize where it comes from so that we can begin to break down that idea, but we don't have to... That doesn't have power over you anymore. Exactly. But we don't have to harp on it and, you know, make that become our story over and over and over and over again. And realize that the society that's perpetuating it around you, like your family that might have perpetuated it around you, they also didn't know better. So like maybe our parents kind of did that in some way, but... I'm like kind of at the point now where I realize like any time that my family might have perpetuated this, it was not certainly out of like harm. It was out of love. And because also they were functioning on the same, you know, conditioned, programmed, Mm -hmm. societal level. Many like institutionalized schools, like regular schools, you know, kind of perpetuate the idea that like all children are the same, like one size fits all right? If you're not good at math, then you like suck. Like as a human being, you know, well, the truth is like, maybe you're professional flute player. So you should actually be like in music classes most of the day. Why are you even bothering with when, you know, your math might not be your strong point, but then you're made to feel like there's something wrong with you. So then your parents might out of love, get you like a math tutor. But meanwhile, like that's kind of a waste of energy because you should probably just like be in music class most of the time, right? To bring out your strengths. And then you could have your own band by the time you're 18. If, if that energy was spent in bringing out your talent, your natural talent, rather than wasting all that time and money on the math tutor, when like that wasn't really you and what you were born, like your passion and your talent might be in music. So we have to think, you look around in nature as an example, right? And like no two flowers are the same. No two trees are the same. No two animals are the same, even within the same breed. Yeah, they like, they look alike, but they're not exactly the same. You know, like you look at two beagles and like a beagle will have, one beagle has like a little spot on his ear and one beagle has more brown in him. The other one has more brown and white in him and like, but they're all beagles, you know, or no two snowflakes are the same. They're snow, but they're not, they're all perfect. I encourage in my yoga classes, like I do this thing now where I have everyone step off of their mats and we pretend that we're this big forest and we all hit tree pose, but I ask everyone to take their own unique variation of tree so that we're all trees. Yes. We're all rooted into the ground. Yes. We're all standing tall. Yes. Right. But in different expressions of a tree. I love that. Right? So like it's super, it's just a cool moment and it gives me chills because it's like, yeah, we're all the same. We're in the same pose, but not the same. And I think that's something to keep in mind is this, when we're thinking like we're not good enough, that whole idea, that whole concept is an illusion. Yeah. 
you're supposed to be different. Remember we talked about this before. Christy and I talked about authenticity and that like the things that are different about us are actually the things that like make you stand out, that make you, you, and that actually are like marketable too. If like you're running your own business or whatever, Christy as a life coach stands out based on like her personality and, um, how she is with, with her clients and is not like a standard therapist where, you know, you're kind of like intimidated when you talk to the person and you know, it's, it's, she has like her own flavor with it. And I'm the same with yoga. It's not your typical yoga experience. And, you know, I like to kind of infiltrate music and humor and hip hop. And sometimes I think to myself, well, there might be something like wrong with that. If I get in a bad mood and I start overthinking it and then someone will say something about my taste in music and loving my playlist. And then it'll bring back like, Oh yeah, wait, this is soup. This is right. This is me. This is point is, is that we're all supposed to be, we're supposed to be different. We're born different for a reason. And we need to embrace that and say, okay, not only am I enough, but I'm put here for a reason. And I'm going to like live that out. Yeah. And when you have the idea that you're not enough and you need to actually be something else in order to be enough, what ends up happening is you live your life in this incongruent state. So you act in ways that you think you should, or, you know, believe are going to be accepted or acceptable or whatever, or you, you try to be perfect all the time, but you, Ultimately, under underneath, you know what you're putting out there is fraudulent. And so you constantly, f- it furthers the idea that you're not enough because in your mind, you recognize that you're not putting out your authentic self. So even though maybe there are people who are like, who you think like the, the fact that you're perfect all the time or that you're constantly meeting their needs, you know it's incongruent with how you actually feel. So those people who are accepting you, quote unquote, are actually not accepting the true you at all. So it it furthers the idea and the belief that you, as your true self, who you really are, is not enough. So it's it's kind of like this vicious cycle. So when I'm working with clients, one of the things that I will often encourage them to do is take baby steps in the direction of the person who they really are. So for example, say you're always a people pleaser and you know, something comes up and somebody asks you to do something or be somewhere and you just in your gut, like, Oh, I really don't want to do that. You take that step and actually honestly tell that person, I would love to be there, but I've had a really busy week and I need to take some time for myself as opposed to, you know, some of us will put out and tell like a little white lie which, you know, in our minds, we rationalize that there's nothing wrong with it. But actually what, what is really wrong with that is that you're basically reinforcing the idea that you being yourself in that situation is not enough. So you have to make up, make up a lie, even a small one, you know, you're not hurting anyone, but actually you are, you're hurting yourself. So that's something to keep in mind too, that until we are willing to really live our lives as we truly are, we may have this idea that we're fitting this mold or pleasing people or acting in a way that is acceptable to 99% of society or whatever the idea is in our minds. But 
we cannot fool ourselves. And in real, reality, you really can't fool other people either. At some level, people know when you're not being your authentic self. But that being said, truly, you cannot fool yourself. And that only furthers the idea that there's something wrong with you to begin with if you can't allow yourself to be who you truly are. Yeah. So just keep reminding yourself that you there's nothing that you need to do to earn or to prove or to achieve to allow yourself to be yourself and to be at peace, right? It's not like you need to like earn all these notches on your belt in this game of life before you can be happy with yourself or like, I can be happy when I can be happy with myself when X, Y, Z fill in the blank. When I graduate school, when I get married, when I buy a house, when I blah, 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 make X amount of money, get this award. The list will never end until you put a stop to it and say like, I am at peace. Now I will give myself permission to be at peace. Stop punishing yourself. Stop punishing yourself. I don't know why we think we have to do this or why we won't give ourselves permission to be in joy. We just have to treat ourselves, like I said, the way that we would with, with our children and bring it back to love and living in this heart or from this heart space. Cause the idea that you are not good enough doesn't come from your heart, Mm-mm. you know, and it certainly doesn't come from God <laughs> or, you know, your source, whatever you believe in, but you're all created in perfection from God. So it's like, you are not, you're not a mistake. You're not, not I mean, like, what kind of, it, it's, it doesn't even make sense. Why would you even be here if you wouldn't, if you weren't good enough? Like on any level, it doesn't make sense. We can just disprove it on like a scientific level. Like, yeah, duh. Like, of course you're enough. You're here. But also it's just like a sneaky fabrication trick of the ego to keep you out of your light. And the truth is like you deserve, yeah, to keep you small. You know, and a lot of times the idea that you are not good enough really comes up before you're about to hit your breakthrough, right? We've said like your fears and these like nasty voices in your head come up really loud, you know, probably maybe even more so than love because love sometimes is kind of like the loving thoughts are quiet and they're, they're always there, you know, they're gentle and they're sweet, but that ego nasty voice is friggin' loud and mean like a bully. You know, it really is. It's like a bully in your head. It's definitely a fabrication of the mind. So we got to like dip out of the mind back into the, back into the heart space and say like, is this what would love do? Is this like, would love like come up with this thought? No. We were saying the other day, like how hot would it be if like the person that you were with told you, you are good enough. That is like the, like one of the sweetest like compliments that you can receive. Like you would hope that the person that you're with, husband, boyfriend, wife, girlfriend, whatever, thinks that of you, that you were good enough, like as is, you know, you, you're perfect, whole, complete, please never change. You know, you are like, you're so complete and good enough to me in my eyes, like God thinks of you. And that's like, that's real unconditional love. We need to do that for ourselves right? So, um, if we lived in a world where everyone thought that about themselves, this, this life would be 
friggin' sick, right? Like if everyone thought this way, if everyone loved themselves and thought that they were good enough, like everyone would just be so authentic all the time. Everyone would just be in such a good mood and so loving all the time to each other. You know, like we have nothing to prove anymore. You know, I don't know about you guys, but like, do you want to waste your time anymore? Like not feeling good or treating yourself like a bully and especially us as women, like we need to stop looking in the mirror and like thinking like that you are not good enough because you need to lose five pounds or you think you need to lose five pounds or cause you have a wrinkle or whatever you're coming up with. You know, that's one thing that women might go through a little bit rougher than some men, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just agreeing with you. Like it's, it's got to stop. And I don't know. Um, we're sitting here trying to kind of think what the answers are. And I guess if we had all the answers, we would That's why we call it soul be rich. Chat. That's why we call <laughs> it soul chat because it's just, we're just chatting here with you, like on what we're going through and what we've been thinking about lately and, um, struggling with, to be honest. And, um, yeah, it's just a conversation to be had, but all we can do is recognize it when these thoughts come up and stop them in their tracks, like observe it and not hang on to it or call a friend or like try to just allow yourself some peace. You know, that's all we can do throughout the day is just come back to that stillness and peaceful place. Get yourself lifted into a higher vibe, whatever you got to do to do it. Usually you don't, you don't feel that way when you're like doing something that you love. Yeah. Right. That's that's a good point. I have, I think that's something that using your internal compass and your emotions to guide you to what feels good to do. You know, I think sometimes we spend our days feeling like we have to do certain things in order to achieve X, Y, and Z. And then, then we'll be good enough. And, you know, it's just that constant like idea in the back of our minds. So following our joy, doing what makes us happy and using the internal guide for when you're sitting there doing something and you're about to say yes to something that you really want to say no to, or, you know, you're forcing yourself to do something that you really don't want to be doing, shitting all over yourself, which is never good. (laughs) And stopping that dead in its tracks and just turning to something joyful. I think also like Lauren said, you know, just catching our negative thoughts and kids don't do this. Kids don't do this stuff, right? Like I notice this happens from the time that we wake up. And if I don't do it myself, I hear people talking about it throughout the day, like about their sleep schedule. So like if they woke up late, they're like shooting on themselves about should have woken up earlier if they woke up too early, then they should on themselves about like, Oh, I like, I didn't get enough sleep. I should have slept in. You know, it's just this like constant, like this happens from the time you wake up. You're, you're even being hard on yourself about your sleep. Like it's like, it never ends. And then what? So this is how, this is the foundation of your day. Like getting all hung up on like, you know, what you should or should not have done in this state that is like a natural human thing to do. Like, like it gets, it's nonstop web of like what we should and should not be doing throughout the day. And then add to that all the other people in your life that you're trying to like please or appease. When like the truth is like they, 
a lot of times we think that they care, but they don't. They don't. They're not putting the pressure on us that we think that they are, that we're putting on ourselves. So we think that we have to like appease our parents or our friends, but if they love you unconditionally, which they do, and if they don't, then, you know, you need to start maybe reevaluating your tribe. But um, if they love you unconditionally, then they're not judging you the way that you think that they are. You don't have to keep appeasing people to keep them in your life. They love you unconditionally, regardless of how much you're putting out, quote unquote, because then it just starts to be like a drain. You're just draining yourself because you're constantly trying to prove, prove, prove. And then it's like never enough. And, you know, this happens to us as like givers. If you're a giving, you know, generous kind of person, especially if you like you have a big heart and, you know, you just keep giving, giving, giving. And like the cycle just never ends because it just never feels like it's enough. Okay, I'll I'll be enough when I can give this amount or Mm -hmm. keep giving to these people. And they're not looking at it like that. Oh, the next time she does me a favor, then she'll be good enough in my eyes. And then what? You win the gold prize? Like, what is it? I don't know what. They love you regardless. Mm -hmm. So what's the constant? At some point, we have to say, I'm, yeah, you do it out of, like, out of love. Yes, I'm not saying not to do for other people, not to help and be loving, but not in that underlying ego mode, I think, that we've been in Mm -hmm. as kids that we have to, like, be straight-A students to get that approval from our parents' validation Golden star <laughs> sticker, you know, like mm-hmm. moment. It's funny how we perpetuate that as, a, as adults. Cause they were all adults now, actually. Right. So we just really want you, want to encourage you guys this week to focus on that concept of you that you are enough. And if you have someone else in your life who could benefit from that, you know, remind them too. Like that's so helpful for us to remind each other that we are enough, you know, having those honest conversations and just really putting the intention of letting go of anything that's blocking you from recognizing that you are enough as your authentic self. And we just want you guys to focus on that idea this week. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane this week for real. If, if, uh, I don't know, for example, like you are, you know, um, an artist, stay doing what you love and curb any thoughts that you should be doing something else so that you can prove that you are good enough. You know, sometimes I think we do that. We like look to be like, okay, well, I'm great at this, but I should also be like great at this and this and this and this and this and like stay in your lane because it's just, again, this constant seeking with like the external when we need to just stay in our authentic passions and love and staying to what's true to our own heart and soul. Follow your heart. Like that's, I mean, you know, that's the biggest thing really. And whatever is on your heart is the right thing for you to do. And your ego is going to want to pop up and, and tell you why that's not what you should be doing that other people are going to be disappointed or, you know, you're gonna let people down or, or whatever, but ultimately what's on your heart and what's best for you is going to be best for if it's done in a loving way, you know, for everyone involved also.
So we have to stop judging ourselves. Like if, if other people are judging you, that's their thing. Let them be in that low vibe mode, whatever, you know, they have their own wounds too. So, um, just we're here to remind you and ourselves today that you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. It is ridiculous how enough you are. So from the ladies of Soul Chat, we wish you a beautiful day and night, and we will talk to you soon. Remember to holler at us at uh, Lux Yoga Life, Lauren Adelson at Lux Yoga Life. You can get me on Instagram, Lux Yoga Life, or Lauren Adelson, Lux Yoga Life on Facebook, LuxYogaLife.com. And I've actually just recently gone through a new, I guess, branding website coming up, um, which I'm very excited about. So you can now find me at com coming within the next week, I would say. And on Instagram, I am underscore Christy Snyder. Um, that's me on Twitter too. And um, Facebook, it's just Christy Snyder. So we love hearing from you guys. We love having your feedback. On iTunes. Oh, yeah. We're on iTunes. Find us there for sure. Soul Chat. Soul Chat with Lauren and Christy on iTunes. So just can't thank you guys enough for the support that that you've shown us and just listening and being part of this conversation and, and this community. And we thank you for that. Have a beautiful week. We'll talk to you soon.